we're back. I'm Alexis. And I'm Miles, and uh, you're listening to Greater Greener Georgia. Thanks for tuning in this week. This is our third episode, and we're really starting to get a hang of this whole podcast thing. (laughs) Uh, Since our last episode, a lot has happened. Yeah, so much. There's um, a lot of Democrats fled the state of Texas. The global temperature is rising. We have a new public service commission here in Georgia, and Jeff Bezos went to space. Yeah, that is a lot. So let's back up for a second and talk about Texas. Uh, So their legislative session just ended in May, but their governor recently called a special legislative session uh, in which a lot of voter suppression bills were proposed. Uh, In retaliation, more than 50 Democratic state house reps packed up their bags and left and went to Washington, D.C., Uh, They've been protesting in Congress, asking for them to pass comprehensive voting rights protections to block this bill in Texas. Uh, And it's been pretty effective because the state house uh, needs a certain amount of members present to even be able to vote on legislation. And because so many of them were not even in the state, uh, it just put everything on hold. So the house was not able to pass any of these bills in Texas. The state Senate did still have enough members present and they did vote to pass the new voter suppression bill. But because they broke quorum and didn't have enough members, the bill cannot be sent to the governor yet. So that's a bit of a relief for now, but we're going to be keeping an eye on this one because the fight for voting rights is not over yet. Another note, I was listening to the radio driving over here and um, you know the whole thing about the 2% Celsius, you know, once we reach that point in global temperature rise. Mm -hmm. Wait, can you explain that a little more? What is the two Celsius change? Yeah, so basically there's this big thing that if the global temperature rises two degrees Celsius on a global average higher than it is now, that'll be irreversible for climate change disasters um, and we won't be able to do anything to fix it or go back from that point. And it was interesting on the radio that they were talking and the the scientist mentioned that now it's 1.5 degrees Celsius. So it's like going down and getting closer to that point. And it's like, you know, are we going to be talking on the radio? And it's like, oh, we're 0.5 away. Like, when is it? When's the realization going to happen? And we're going to actually make a change. Yeah, it's getting too close to be reversible at some point. Exactly. Changing the subject again, back to Georgia politics. Um, You may have heard from us before about the Public Service Commission. We love to keep an eye on them because they are not always up to good things down here in Georgia. Um, Just as a summary, in case anyone listening doesn't know, the Public Service Commission is a nonpartisan board in Georgia that has five commissioners who are elected statewide, uh, and they serve staggered six-year terms, so they're supposed to be reelected every six years. Um, And the point of the Public Service Commission is basically to keep an eye on Georgia Power that has a monopoly on utilities down here and make sure that your utility bills don't get too high. So you might have some complaints about that one because our utility bills are looking pretty high recently. Yeah, definitely. Um, But anyway, even though it's supposed to be elected, if somebody vacates their seat before their term is up, the governor then just appoints someone to fill their seat until the next election. Um, And the person who's appointed still has to run for re-election the next time they're up, but they'll already have that experience and name recognition over their competitor, which gives them an unfair advantage. It's a lot like how Kelly Loeffler was appointed to be the senator and then had to run again to keep her seat. And so anyway, there has just been historically a cycle of commissioners in Georgia stepping down before their term is up so that they get reappointed by a governor and then they just win their reelection because nobody pays that close attention and they have the name recognition anyway. And this just happened this week. So 
Brian Kemp picked uh, a former commissioner, now former commissioner, as of a few days ago, Chuck Eaton, to serve as a judge on the Atlanta Judicial Circuit. And so he has to be replaced. And Kemp picked a man named Fitz Johnson, who ran last year as a Republican um, in the Cobb County Commission. And he did lose, which means he was out of a job. And so Kemp picked him to be on our Public Service Commission. Um, and so, yeah, I guess we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, if you lose an election, you can still get picked, it seems. Right, exactly. So I guess he's probably expected to run for re-election for his seat once that eventually comes up. Uh, we will probably be going into more detail on this in the future um, because it's definitely going to be a big role in Georgia politics in the coming year. So definitely stay tuned for that. Yeah, and I guess today I'm the, the guy that's talking about random things and yeah. not <laughs> Georgia politics, but talking about, you know, some crazy, um, you know, the CEO of Amazon, richest man in the world, <laughs> Jeff Bezos, went to space. Um, he's basically trying to pioneer space tourism, mm -hmm. which sounds insane based on everything else we're talking about in the world. Why is this even necessary? We don't know. But, you know, my biggest issue with this is that one of the seats was, you know, on the four-person space shuttle was auctioned off for $28 million mm -hmm. to this guy who had a scheduling conflict and didn't <laughs> actually show up to the, to the, to the launch. Yeah. And imagine, like, imagine double booking yourself for going to space. <laughs> like <laughs> how, how booked do you have to be to yeah. pay $28 million and abandon that? <laughs> I think he was just scared. Yeah. Honestly, he was probably like, I'm this guy. Like there was a chance that Jeff, Be like they would just be incinerated on launch. Like, yes. So, but you know, and then Jeff Bezos is like wearing a cowboy hat and these interviews and it's like, yeah. it's just so insane. And it just sounds crazy because it's like there's so many more things that you could do with these billions of dollars that he has and that it, millions of dollars that it took to make this yeah. space thing that was lasted 11 minutes like <laughs> he's just what is he trying to prove throwing away his money exactly so you want to go into your you want to go first yeah so one of the main things i'm going to be talking about today we've mentioned in the past the atlanta urban forest um, and this week we're going to be going more in depth into the issue and how you can get involved and so I got the chance to talk to Sheza, who's a current student at Georgia Tech, who's really cool. I've met her a few times. She's an organizer on what's being called the Stop Cop City campaign. Uh, their goal is to prevent the construction of a police training facility on the historic forested farmland that is in DeKalb County. And they're doing a lot of advocacy and organizing on the ground in the city of Atlanta and further out into DeKalb County where the forest actually is. And I'm going to go ahead and let Shaza explain the details about the campaign and how you can get involved. All right. So, hi, I'm Shaza. Uh, I use she, her pronouns. Um, I am one of the hub coordinators of the Atlanta Sunrise Movement. And our main campaign right now is um, working with a coalition of other organizers to stop Cop City which is essentially, for anybody who doesn't know, is a city council ordinance which would lease 381 acres of city-owned forest for 50 years at virtually no cost to the Atlanta Police Foundation. The foundation plans to bulldoze the forest and build a massive $80 million police training facility, Cop City. This is an issue that is very uniquely at the intersection of racial, environmental, and economic justice because it does involve community land rights and it does involve prison abolition and it does involve um, understanding understanding the effect of corporate development in 
a city where rent is rising. Yeah, so this facility would be built on the old Atlanta prison farm, where inmates were forced into unpaid agricultural labor until 1995. Um, So this whole kind of situation really just underscores that connection between slavery, the prison industrial complex, and modern day policing. There's no community input on this issue. Try to take action with us. Go to stopcopcity.org. We have a ton of action items listed. We have call-in periods, we have phone banks, we have canvases. Um, We're rallying harder on this issue and um, we're hoping to do everything we can to make sure it doesn't happen. As Shaza mentioned, you can go to stopcopcity.org to learn more and take action alongside the Sunrise Movement. Awesome, wow, she is very well spoken. Yeah, it was super cool to get to talk to her. I am recently learning a lot more about this campaign. Uh, signed up to phone bank with them next week. Uh, awesome. So I'm excited to see what comes out of it. I hope we can get a win on this one. Um, but now I'm interested in what you're going to talk about. You have a, a little bit more of an uplifting and interesting subject to talk about this week. Yeah, I, what did you call it? Like a break from the, an, uh, you know, a news break? Yeah. Like a cleanse. That's Some good evergreen content. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like, like a palate cleanse a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of want to start kind of a recurring segment on what every individual can do to, to, to bring down their carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems really overwhelming, especially when we're talking about two degrees of Celsius kind of thing. And it's like a global thing. It's like, what can I as an individual do to actually help, you know, when it, when you seem so powerless, when you feel so powerless. Um, so I want to start today by talking about diet choices. Um, This is a big one and a pretty simple thing that everyone can do, I think, um, which is just cutting down on meat. Um, You know, it's really hard to ask people to just go cold turkey and just become vegan or become vegetarian fully. But it's a different thing to be like, just cut down on the amount of meat that you're eating. Me personally, and why I want to talk about this, I've been eating a more vegetarian focused diet. And um, I (laughs) really, I can't see myself going vegan because I do love cheese yeah. and ice cream <laughs> and you know and, and until there's a really good vegan cheese mm-hmm. you know I'm, yeah. I'm you not, have to prioritize a little bit in yeah some exactly <laughs> and I mean as long as it's organically sourced or whatever you know and not harming animals like you can still eat cheese mm-hmm. um I love to cook and I love to eat meat um you know that's not the issue um it's really just thinking about ethically sourced and organically sourced um, meat, um, which is hard to find, but, you know, you can go to a farmer's market, um, you know, on, and that supports your community as well. Um, and, it, and it just feels good to know where your food comes from and, and pay the people directly for it. Um, so getting back to the environment, um, cutting down on meat is a big way to make an immediate impact. Um, the issue with climate is so big and it's, you know, what we're working on with GCV, but it's hard for individuals to feel like they're making a meaningful difference. Yeah, definitely. Um, and this is something that you can just do with your wallet and your choices at the, at the, at the supermarket. Um, so raising animals for meat in an industrial setting is one of the most inefficient ways of growing food. Livestock production accounts for 70% of all agricultural land use, occupies 30% of the planet's land surface, which... Sounds crazy. Yeah, that's a huge number. <laughs> yeah. And is it's responsible for 18% of greenhouse gases like methane, nitrous oxide, 
um, which I think is just cows farting and pooping. I've heard <laughs> that, which is crazy that they can have such an environmental impact. It's pretty gross. But, you know, yeah. Um, additionally, raising meat, it's also a huge drain on other resources because it takes 11 to 15 pounds of grain to produce one to two pounds of meat, mm-hmm. which now it's like all the farming is just grain to feed the animals. Raising animals on industrial scale also leads to destruction of forest, um, to provide grazing land. We've seen direct examples of this in the Amazon rainforest, where farmers and herders have been illegally clear-cutting wide swaths of jungles to create grazing land for cattle. Um, instead of recycling greenhouse gases, we just are creating another place to release the gases. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which, you know, was another thing in the news was the Amazon rainforest is now emitting more carbon gas. I saw that. Yeah, and right. this, is, this is a big factor with that. Um, so in 2016, there was a study um, by the UK's Oxford Martin School that found that we can cut our greenhouse gas emissions globally by a third by 2050 if people cut back on the amount of meat they eat each year. And, you know, you would think cutting back is significant, but this is really just eating meat one meal a day, mm-hmm. which I'm like, before I really started trying to have a more vegetarian focused diet. I wasn't even really eating a meat every meal. That seems right. just crazy to me and just expensive and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, you don't need a steak for lunch. It's kind of right. <laughs> like, um, so I think that if you push yourself a step further and only eat meat, you know, twice a week, even right. um, that's still cutting down significantly on that. Um, and it sounds like a crazy idea, but I feel, Feel, and I do promise that you will feel better. You know, eat some veggies. Mm-hmm. You can eat healthy. You feel way more healthy. You feel more creative. Um, get some tofu. Get some beans. These are all great sources of protein. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, another great, I guess it's not unfortunately, but another <laughs> great source of protein is cheese, yeah. which I love cheese. Um, as long as it's ethically sourced. Yeah, well, and speaking of <laughs> cheese and farmer's markets, I my roommates and I love to go to farmer's markets on the weekends, and we get oh, yeah. a lot of cheese from there. And, yeah, yeah, it feels good. You know, you don't have to be 100% vegan and mm-hmm. put that burden on yourself to single-handedly, yeah. you know, change the environment. You can't yeah. do that on your own. But if, you know, people like to say one voice isn't going to make a difference or one person won't make a difference, but if everyone collectively just ate a little bit less meat, it would make a huge difference. Yeah, and I'm not, you know all for you if you're trying to be fully vegetarian fully mm-hmm. vegan you know for your other reasons for personal reasons right. but you know for a, if you're just trying to help a little bit you can just skip meat one mm-hmm. day and it'll help there's some just really great recipes out there that are really interesting yeah. for you know you can even do impossible burgers yeah. or like you know <laughs> quinoa things or you know and it, it um, jackfruit yeah it's exactly Ooh, like um have you done jackfruit? No, I've never heard of it. Really? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it um it's basically like this big it's huge in person, but the or in person. It's huge <laughs> in the actual fruit form, mm-hmm. but they sell it in the can. And it, like at Trader Joe's, you can you can literally get jackfruit anywhere in mm-hmm. a can. And um, why it's good is because if you cook it, saute it, and put barbecue sauce on it, it falls apart like pulled pork. Oh wow! So, so you can do carnitas, which you know Mexican style mm-hmm. pulled pork or barbecue style pulled pork, and it is literally the texture is the exact same. Wow. Um, you might have just given me my weekend recipe there experiment. You go. Yeah, do you like to cook? Or? <laughs> yeah, I do. I was going to say I make a mean tofu stir fry. I've learned how go. to actually make tofu in a way that I like it now. And I'm not a vegetarian, but I have been eating a lot less meat recently. Yeah. Just 
you know, I feel better and I know that it's better for the environment. So yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to make tofu taste good, but yeah, no, I, I'm <laughs> slowly it. mastering it. <laughs> awesome. Um, um, well, I guess we can wrap up there. Um, my name is Miles. And I'm Alexis. And thanks so much for listening to Greater Greener Georgia this week. <laughs> <laughs>